Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everybody. What's going on with you today? Sometimes people ask me that question, and I answer, living the dream, which I think started out as a sarcastic answer, like, we're at work, miserable like everybody else, just making it through the day. I've been saying it for years, so I don't really remember how it started, but I do know that a few years ago, I realized two things. First, sarcasm wasn't going to help anything. If I wasn't doing well, I could say something that more honestly reflected that, even without getting too deep into anything. And second, if I wasn't living the dream, why not? It wasn't that my life had to be perfect, and it certainly isn't, but maybe I could say living the dream and have it be true. All I had to do was figure out what the dream really was and then live it. I won't take you through my whole process, but if my dream is to move every day closer to my highest self and to guide others to do the same if they're interested, then why couldn't I be living that dream? Surely there was something I could do every day to live that dream. So, I still say that sometimes, and I'm sure some people still think I'm being sarcastic or or funny, but for me, now, it's true. Some days I do better than others, surprise, and some days I don't feel close to my highest self at all, but I can also realize that it's a lot about the journey, not the end result. And it's about being honest with myself about where I am and with others when appropriate. Which leads me into our first of what what I'm going to call the toxic trio. Toxic is such a trendy word and it has been for a while. Toxic basically means poison or harmful and when we use it not referring to an actual poison we usually mean that something is harming us mentally or emotionally over a long period of time. And the only reason I bring that up is because we usually use the term to describe something that has slowly crept up on us, a slow-acting poison, if you will. And I think the first in my trio is really slow-acting, and that is toxic positivity. I've talked about this before on the show, and it seems like the time to take a really deep dive into what this is and what it's doing to us. Toxic positivity is an obsession with positive thinking, an obsession with the idea that everything happens for a reason, the understanding being that the reason is always good, the reason is always for a greater purpose, and that the greater purpose is unequivocally good. In this thought system, every event, every moment must be 
positive. And if it isn't, a positive spin should be put on it anyway. And it goes beyond looking for the proverbial silver lining. This is the idea that the dark cloud doesn't or shouldn't exist and that the whole cloud is silver. Okay, it isn't a precise metaphor, but I hope you sort of get what I'm saying. This shows itself with people, maybe us, who constantly try to show a positive front to seem constantly happy. And there are a lot of reasons that we might choose to do this. Internal pressure or fear. We worry about being vulnerable in front of others. If we let them know that we're sad or hurting, they might take advantage of us. Our security is at risk. Root chakra imbalance. And listen, of course I'm not saying that we should just let our feelings out whenever and wherever. There are good reasons to have personal boundaries And that includes emotional boundaries. There are people that it isn't necessarily safe or appropriate to discuss your pain with. But what we're talking about here is never being able to talk about it. Never feeling that trust in others or yourself that creates a space where vulnerability is okay. Always feeling like we have to pretend everything is just fine or to diminish our pain because others maybe have it worse. If you hear yourself saying that or saying, at least I'm not, and then comparing your pain or grief or sorrow to some abstract definition of something else bad, then consider whether you're using toxic positivity to push your feelings aside. That isn't to say there isn't value in perspective. Of course there is. We can objectively acknowledge that some feelings take longer to process and leave deeper emotional scars than others. Perspective is useful. Covering your hurt with false positive talk might not be. There can also be external pressure to engage in toxic positivity. This falls more under our sacral chakra, where we start to consider our relationships to other people. We worry that people won't like us if we bring them down, that we'll damage our friendships if they know we're struggling, or if we're not always funny, or we're not always on. If you've ever felt this way, you know how exhausting it is. Or if you feel like you can't share your feelings with a partner, for fear that they'll be upset. So you cover with being falsely upbeat, never sharing what's really happening, and then you feel disconnected. Also, in a lot of cultures, women specifically are told that they should always be pleasant and kind and never angry or make anyone uncomfortable. The push to be positive can be overwhelming, but it can be insidious as well. We don't even realize it's happening because it's so pervasive. It's normal. It's just the way things are. And if that's the way you've been raised since childhood, you might not even know that anything else is an option. This is related to all three of our lowest chakras. When we have fear, that's root chakra, and relationship concerns are sacral chakra work. And feeling like we don't have the autonomy to feel or make choices about our own behaviors is both sacral and solar plexus chakra imbalances. 
This can happen too when society tells us to just get over something. When there's a tragedy and we're expected to bounce back fully and quickly. This isn't for our benefit, of course. It's to make other people feel better. To allow them a way to avoid sharing in our pain. To help them not to have to be uncomfortable with what our expressions inspire in them. Grief is a perfect example of this. If we lose a loved one, most jobs, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, most jobs will give three days of bereavement leave. Three days. And I get it. Companies need us to work to make them money, and we frequently have to work because we need the paycheck. But the assumption is that we'll be back to normal, and we pretend because we have to. But if we don't also find time for self-care and going through the grieving process, if we pretend to ourselves as well as society, if we use false positivity, toxic positivity, just for the benefit of others, we risk building that toxicity in ourselves. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So back to my suggestion that toxic positivity is a slow-acting poison. Well, that's partly because we might not realize it's happening, like I mentioned before, but also because it's easy to think that we're doing the right thing by suppressing those emotions that we don't want to feel or that others don't want to see. We think we're making our lives and other people's lives better and brighter and bringing only light and love into the world. But maybe it's not real. And if it isn't real, then it's a lie. A well-meaning lie, maybe, but a lie nevertheless. And we're not helping the world by existing in untruths and pushing our emotions down or away only increases our imbalances and can cause resentment and anger to build up. And those kinds of emotions don't just go away. They live in our chakras. They live in our tissues and they will show themselves in some way, someday. An outburst. Saying things that you might not mean but can't be taken back. Harming yourself or someone else. Or slowly becoming the kind of person you don't want to be. It might even lead to physical illnesses or injuries. False positivity is toxic. And it's not helping anyone, least of all us. If this sounds familiar, please don't beat yourself up. You're doing your best. You're doing your best. And toxic positivity can be habit-forming because it feels good in the moment. Just start to recognize when you're doing it. Try to notice what you're feeling. Give yourself permission to not cover up your feelings. 
Learn ways to process your feelings rather than push them away, rather than use false cheer to hide them from yourself. Now, of course, there will be times when we need to delay the processing. We've all been in the situation where we had a strong emotion but needed to finish whatever we were doing before really exploring our anger or grief or whatever. That's fine and necessary in society. I'm concerned with when we delay forever or don't even acknowledge that we have those feelings in an effort to get to happier emotions faster. So many of us don't want to feel icky emotions, and I totally get that. I don't either. They make our bodies uncomfortable, and they can feel like they're going to last forever. But they are honest and truthful, too. Acknowledging that you're suffering, no matter how severe or mild the suffering is in the moment, is a step. Not acknowledging it creates more suffering in the moment and long-term. Now, I have a few ideas I want to share with you that you can use to work through your emotions if you like. The first is something I recommend regularly, and that's a full physical inventory of the emotion. Do a total body scan. Where in your body do you feel the emotion? Your stomach? Your head? Your heart? Behind your eyes? And what is the feeling? Heaviness? Restlessness? Really explore the physical sensations that go along with your emotional state. Notice how the physical sensation changes as you pay attention to it. Notice, maybe, how it fades unless you continue to feed it. Witness your body and your emotions. Not With detachment, perhaps, although that might work for you, but with compassion. Compassion for the part of you that is hurting and care for it. Another great way is journaling. Put your feelings on paper. All your thoughts surrounding whatever event or events led to your emotion. You'll you'll get it out But you might also learn something about yourself and why you feel this way. If you're angry or hurt over something someone says, journaling might help you discover that the feeling has its root in childhood, not in this exact moment after all. Understanding yourself is key to letting go of toxic or false positivity and allowing yourself to continue on any journey that you're on. As we do our chakra work, I usually start at the bottom of the energetic chain and work our way up. And toxic positivity sits squarely in these lower chakras, the root, sacral, and solar plexus chakras. It really hits those shadow sides pretty hard. We use toxic positivity to avoid fear, guilt, and shame, when in reality, acknowledging appropriately expressing and working through the uncomfortable feelings we have brings trust, clear emotional understanding, and empowerment. So my best advice for balancing these chakras, as well as overall emotional 
mental and physical health is to start moving away from toxic positivity, especially in yourself, since that's where your best work starts. But if you notice it in other people, see what you can do in yourself to create a space where people don't feel they have to engage in it either. You can't stop them, but you can be an energy that feels safe and trustworthy. So if they want to be vulnerable, they can. Maybe that's your work around toxic positivity. So I mentioned up front that I'd be talking about the toxic trio, but this, <laughs> this has already gotten a little long, so I'm going to save the other two for next week. And those are toxic relationships and toxic people, which I know a lot of you feel you experience. But I definitely want to give it the time it deserves, so we'll hold off until next week. For this week, that was toxic positivity. What it is, how it affects your chakras, and how we can manage it in ourselves and in the world. Let me know if this was helpful to you by connecting with me on Instagram or Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. Special thanks this week to Sarah who became the most recent member of the Your Chakra Coach Patreon page. Thank you, Sarah. I genuinely appreciate your support. And I hope you enjoy all the bonus content there. Until next time, have a beautiful day. And may we all spread and receive genuine love and light. Bye.